Hello and welcome to episode 9 of In My Way Podcast. I am your host, Brian Geller, DC, coming at you live from Buffalo, New York. Uh, today's episode is with Chef Camille, a French pastry chef uh, who opened and closed his bakery here in Buffalo. Um, I've been wanting to record with him now for quite some time, um, and I finally had the chance um, to sit down and, and do just that. Fun podcast, pretty long. We went over a ton of stuff. Um, excuse some of the background noise in the back. We had an AC unit running. It's not too distracting. I haven't been able to record over the past few months, as I'm sure it's pretty obvious to most of you with uh, everything that's been going on. The, uh, the the pandemic and the shutdowns can't really leave the house, can't have anybody come here. But now that things are getting hopefully a little bit better, I should have some more guests coming uh, onto the podcast in the very, very near future over the next few weeks and months. Uh, today's musical guest is an old one. I didn't reach out to anybody, again, because of everything that's been going on. Uh, I don't know if anybody's even really recording right now. I haven't really been too active online or uh, on Instagram, so I haven't asked anybody. But So I, I went with an old one. It's uh, Locking Out exclusive Razzle Dazzle coming at you from Detroit uh, with the song uh, Ignorance is Bliss. It's not the best recording. I ripped it off YouTube. Deal with it. It's a fun song play it loud in the summer that's about it you can find me on instagram at brian geller dc that's g-e-l-l-e-r um, as i mentioned before i'm not too active on it anymore but my email's on there so if you have any questions comments concerns whatever it might be just uh hit me up on there you can find chef camille at pastry by camille c-a-m-i-l-l-e uh, both on instagram and facebook enjoy the episode maybe be like a little bit hit, uh, hard to hear i had a this here like a little bit like this morning okay yeah but um that should be good that all right good. so i am sitting here with chef camille yes so frenchy frenchy i got frenchy frenchy okay when did that nickname start uh the nickname start uh when i moved to america yeah i can feel uh any french people will go in the uh, term of uh, calling themselves frenchy around town mm-hmm. but more of it uh in buffalo there is not many French people, and also doing uh, baked good. Yeah. When, I mean, I guess we'll just get right to it. When did you move here? When did you move to New York? Uh, I moved to New York City. Uh, the first time I uh, landed uh, was October 4, 2014. Okay, so not too long ago, six years mm-hmm. coming up. Um, I, we'll get more into that in a little bit, but uh, so I'm sitting here in uh, Pastry by Camille. Wait, is that, that's the official name, Pastry by Camille? Yes. Yeah. And then, so is this two restaurants, or is this just the one? Because you have the two kind of storefronts. It is one restaurant. Yeah. It used to be like two, uh, and then we closed it uh, mm-hmm. not too long after opening it. It was not the area, and I decided to just like stay focused on Herald Avenue, North Buffalo, yeah. where it's more homey. Mm-hmm. What was it originally, before Pastry by Camille? Um, so the name originally, uh, no, it always been it always been pastry by Camille. Actually, mm-hmm. the name pastry by Camille, more than Frenchy, was the very first one I used uh, for my Instagram. Yeah. So the first time I used Instagram was 2015 when I was um, head pastry chef at Bagatelle, New York, and then I took a picture of Chinatown when I came back in January 2015, holding my uh, G1 uh, visa. 
mm-hmm. and uh, I took these pictures and then decided to just download the apps of um, Instagrams and I said what's going to be my name and I said okay uh, I was like I got to find something I want to get my name inside all right let's do something simple so it can be English but also like my name I didn't want to be so much French in my name so yeah. I decided to use pastry by Camille who's been used since then yeah yeah mm-hmm. why why didn't you want to go with a kind of classic French name I don't know at the time um, I, I was kind of just uh, not in a uh, total harmony with the French stickers mm-hmm. because always like you know like being French and doing pastry it's always like well it's because it's French um, so I was kind of just want to put my mark on like just the citizen of the world and actually like in New York City I was more uh, surrounded by American people mm-hmm. Anglo-Saxon Spanish but not much French actually. yeah, yeah you, you feel like with you being French and a pastry chef there's this kind of like almost is there like a standard that you kind of have to uphold, or is it? It's a standard, but it's uh, pastry. It's more than food and kitchen. Right. I feel like kitchen. It's. It used to be maybe uh, one of the uh, roots in France, but kitchen is more everywhere in the world. When you take pastry, pastry is actually like the boundary of pastry. It's all based, and it's whatever we accept or not. It's based on French cultures. It is. It's like all pastry you can see all around the world. It's all. French people who invent that is all the name puff pastry, uh, cream puff, etc. All those bases are being made by the French people. So one big thing is we can be proud about it, if we can say when we are very proud, when we are French. It's maybe pastry and follow up very close by by the Italian, mm-hmm. I would say. So French people are the first, Italian in the seconds. But I would not place cuisine anymore like uh, French people on the top podium, even on the top three. I will actually choose my top three for like cuisine. I will put Peru for Peruvian kitchens right now in the world. Uh, Asian fusions, I will call that, uh, actually it's like we can group them together. Now we call it fusion. Um, I went to a forum and we were calling about like uh, fusion kitchens, Peruvian kitchen and Chinese uh, cuisine. Mm -hmm. We're using some technicals, Chinese technical, Asian technicals of cooking. And then we infuse with Peruvians. Same for the Thai or the Viet, uh, Vietnamese food. We we fuse these kitchens. Here in pastry, you cannot really uh, fusion. You can only addition a bunch of flavors, but the base still the same. They're still being French. Yeah. So no matter what the name will be. It's always French. It's always French. It's yeah. always going to come back mm-hmm. down to French. So it doesn't make a difference what the name was. Like not really, not for pastry. Because no. it's French pastry. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for those of you who don't, uh, who haven't picked it up, uh, Chef Camille is a pastry chef. Right? Is, that, is that what you would classify yourself as a pastry chef? chef what is your title uh, right now the, it's um, I think it's I'm detached myself from uh, I used to be a chef mm-hmm. studying as a chef so my first time in the kitchen was uh, February 2007 uh, I was in Paris at the Ritz Carlton uh, Les Padon and how old were you I was if you don't mind me asking 14 okay. going on my 15 wow yes it was uh, it was insane what, uh, what let's let's go back a little yeah. bit where in France are you from Brittany Okay. What is it like growing up there? I assume growing up, uh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, I understand only the privilege to have been growing up there right now. Um, I didn't understand at first. Mm-hmm. I think it's like it's it's beautiful. It's it's a uh, little bit uh, similar to Ireland. It's very like wild. There's cliff. Uh, you can go cliff jumping in the summers, which I did like all my childhood. And then you have a lot of seafood. Seafood, game meats, uh, a lot of creams coming from Normandy and butters. 
and it's very rich in uh, in in product, mm -hmm. and, and that's make that's it's make me a very like a well-made uh, education because it always comes down from the product and yeah. the product is the most important yeah I mean that's as far that's that's like as far as farm to tables you can get right everything is right there correct uh, it's, yeah. it's there's a, no term there farm to table it's just no it's, it's like it's an hipsterization hype sterilization of the of the a hype of, of, of the terms but uh, theirs they don't even know what they uh, have as a gold I mean they kind of know but uh, we seeing it here it's like it's something like we get a fine of uh, there's it's you can have everywhere and it's just normal you're gonna get the eggs from the neighbor house yeah. um, the milk from the uh, milk farm down the street and it still as a day of today works like that my grandma who's 86 87 uh, still working as a day of today's she have a bodega in a 500 like uh, some plus um, uh, citizen uh, yeah. in a town and she's still delivery right now as we're talking she delivered to town from a small truck all fruits uh, vegetables and kind of just like cha-cha-cha with um, the town mm -hmm. and she always tell me you have your smartphone you have all this Facebook and social media well my Facebook is my truck and I go check up and poke uh, all, uh, all the friends <laughs> of town yeah when was the last time you've been back has it been a while it's been a while um, since the last time I've been back to Paris seeing my friend because I spent three years in Paris mm -hmm. um, it's been seven years wow. seven years and then uh, Brittany sometime around probably like two to three years three years yeah. okay so so growing up in France you know you're surrounded by all this culinary wonderfulment and just most beautiful foods and uh, everything in the world so you stepped into the kitchen when you were you said you were about 14 so, or so? I, yes that was the first time what brought you there what brought me there uh, I decided to do uh, a, a experience in a kitchen I didn't know what I was really want to do but I yeah. spent some time uh, in my family and trying to do some fish trying to do some game meats from my dad mom the fish uh, and then from uh, my uh, mom uh, moms doing the game meats so it was one grandma was living nearby the oceans one grandma was living in the countryside she was giving me like the ability to uh, going down from both sides and I kind of like it and decide to just go check it up uh, for a training uh, period uh, this kitchen mm -hmm. and my cousin was uh, managing the uh, Jules Verne at the uh, Eiffel Towers uh, it's a, a Ducasse restaurant uh, Alain Ducasse is a chef who has the most Michelin star restaurants all around the world he has over like 100 or 150 holy shit yeah something crazy like that it's most in Tokyo yeah he has the Benoit in, um, in New York City so this person she was managing uh, the restaurant not too long before she started to managing the uh, the whole financial uh, of the of the group Ducasse. Were you ready at the Ritz Carlton? I was. Well, she found me the gig because her husband was working there, mm -hmm. and it was kind of like you know like uh, it's this thing of like connections yeah. uh, for getting this like taste of kitchen. So uh, I used that connection and then getting to the world and coming there was one of the most beautiful kitchen I ever seen and we probably seen in the world. Um, it's it's a show room kitchen. Yeah. It's it's a. Um, it's not just stopping by the room of the Ritz Carlton, uh, it's of a palace. It's also going down to the kitchen. Uh, some artists kind of come down and just like placing a lot of like uh, beautiful like uh, draw in the middle of the kitchen, like the uh, tile and everything. It's all selected. Mm -hmm. And then we're talking about like probably like, uh, so we're talking about, I think it's like 2000, the numbers are, from what I remember, there was 2000 employees and it's three or four levels under the ground 
of people working. Uh, so you have in the kitchens, uh, you have probably like 300 people probably like working. Wow. And then you're going down, you have the bakers, you have also the chocolate factory, you have uh, the pastry shop, you have the fl uh, flower shop. So it's, it's, um, it's, it's a whole uh, giant uh, universe, kind of like uh, Charlie and the chocolate factory. Yeah, wow. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. So what, what was that experience like for you coming from home, cooking in your parents' kitchen, to stepping into this, you know, 300 plus person staffed? It was uh, it was a challenge at yeah. the beginning because it's. What, what did you start off as? Uh, I started off of uh, going down to uh, the uh, it was a uh, cold apps. So the cold apps was making all the salad and uh, some uh, seafood, mm -hmm. just like some seashell, and that was uh, that was a challenging because when you go in the kitchens, no one is really fancy, and they kind of just like uh, fight. To get there sometime yeah. uh, it's it's hard and it's uh, it was especially like still in 2007 a man world um, but it's it was it was if you there's you there to work and you there to work hard yeah. and uh, no matter what your age no matter what your grade you have to work hard one good things and positive is like I would say the chef Michel Roth um, one of the most exceptional uh, the most graduate chef in the world he uh, he's Probably after uh, Bocuse, I would say probably after Bocuse is gonna be probably like be the one who really like just like uh, interpret the best of the cuisine, the French cuisine, and the the base uh, of what's made France like uh, what it is um, in the past yeah. of the of the food. I think it's a, he's he's a person who's, who's not gonna be uh, you know like this kind of chef who gonna looking after you and then just looking after what you're gonna do wrong. He's probably gonna just like lift you up. And uh, make sure is that you don't lose your steam because he needs you to uh, take back and take over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, was that a competitive kitchen? Not as much as the one I did after. Uh, it was actually the less competitive I did uh, for the rest. After the rest was the worst. Uh, it's always one of like uh, a business owners and chef, uh, Michelin star chef always tell me uh, it's always easier to enter in a big kitchen mm -hmm. than entering in a small kitchen. Because Why is that? Is the big kitchen already kind of up and running, right? It's uh, because it's hard to stay in a small kitchen because yeah. you have to be uh, uh, good. You have to be multitask. Yeah. And that's what I learned later on, a couple of years, I would say like five years later, after doing a lot of like mission star class and, you know, like just like getting through that. I understand it's uh, mission star restaurants was only going to be a time. And it's actually pretty right today as a day of today is like, do we really just like associate like Michelin style. Maybe I think it's like um, outsiders of the industry, maybe still like uh, sometimes say like, oh, I eat in a Michelin style restaurant. It's pretty badass, it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But in reality, it's like it's more, um, the stars now, it's more about like a marketing point and who do you know? And, and the characteristics sometimes doesn't stick very much to the service. Yeah. Or the chef, it sticks much more about like how much money you're willing to spend to get theirs and in the kitchen point and then from my point of view and then I've been into so that was a two mission start restaurant I never worked in a three mission starts because I didn't decide like to want to see the craziness uh, I've seen the craziness of the two and the one uh, the one you get judged on the service and the food that's all the mm -hmm. second you're going to get judged on more uh, point but if we take the third mission start you're going to be judged about like getting data uh, 50 miles out of the uh, radius of the restaurant, which is like doesn't really like just like 
um, bring back to like what we at first like decide to do the guide, the food. Uh, the first time when the guide mi missions start guides start, that was Michel Troigro. And Michel Troigro is one of the most popular restaurants in France. Three, uh, three brothers uh, who uh, did uh, the salmon with uh, sage and became famous for it. And they decided to just uh, partners with this uh, uh, wheel company, Michelin. Uh, the wheel you get, and then just getting a, a road uh, map of the restaurant around France, and kind of just like getting um, uh, this like beginners, uh, pioneers, I would say like of like uh, Epicureans, uh, mm -hmm. reporters, where it's gonna just go along the way, uh, sponsored by Michelin, and then it's like with Michelin you can go anywhere, and you can go to the best address. That was yeah. what was the beginning. Now it's like we're talking about like Michelin star because we just stick to the Michelin star. It's a star, it's an elegance, it's stick to uh, a brand's uh, uh, legacy. And that's legacy where we want to all go there as a chef when we're young. It's not anymore as a day of today, I feel it's like more a stick point. And you can hear in the news, there's a chef, like I see it was like two years ago, who refused uh, his uh, two, Michelin star, uh, two Michelin star because it was, uh, it was crazy. In the, in the kitchen, you get a picture, uh, a line of chef lined up and one's gonna put the sauce Another one's gonna place the meat, mm -hmm. another one's gonna place the garnish, and the chef will finally just like yell at the first one because something was not right, and just ended up putting the microgreens and placing it on the pass, and the maitre d' uh, calling uh, the person, the servers, uh, chef de rang, uh, grabbing it and then sending it to the rooms. It's uh, it's more about like a stressful environment where you're gonna be just a caricature of like yourself, where you cannot really move and then being more military, which is good in, in, in some house. Like if you practice art martial, it's a great base because it's gonna get you like uh, set up for being uh, strong mentally when you have a, a chef like just on your back and asking you to be uh, the best of yourself. Mm -hmm. It's actually, a, I would say not a, a terrible education, which we cannot, I think, approve anymore from those days. Um, but it's, it's something I think who can uh, sometimes uh, terrorize uh, some of them. I've seen some like being terrorized some of them um, uh, suicide. Uh, some of them also like doing um, uh, other uh, like overdose and, yeah. and uh, a lot of drugs. It's always this like stereotype of like mission style, where uh, you can see and then opening the door of the bathroom and you see someone like just falling asleep with a cigarette, uh, the pent half of his knees and uh, just sleeping. Yeah. That's like the things you've seen. Uh, there is some restaurant. I, I was there. I will not like list the name, uh, but uh, I was working from 7 a.m. until 1 a.m. So if you make like the additions uh, plus the travel times, uh, I was not sleeping much. Yeah. It happens sometimes like to sleep in the in the uh, subway and waking up. Uh, and this was in France. Yeah, that yeah. was in France. So yeah, it's like it's. Um, I, I I I went back, so I did I did the risk carton, did like this like ventures to a couple of weeks to two weeks mm -hmm. and then went back to Brittany uh, did my majors so I, I went to a high school for culinary uh, learning how to be a, a general managers how to learn how to be a hotel managers and a chef de cuisine give you a kind of like a overall on three years base how to manage a full dimension of an hotel and then um, uh, and you're doing this in high school yes yeah. and then I decided to uh, specialize myself in pastry which I was like kind of just lacking it most uh, after a couple of years and then went to Paris back and that's when when I went to Paris back uh, the pastry kitchen was the same uh, as a Michelin style but there is no stickers on those bakery because mm -hmm. there is no label 
but those pastry I decide to go uh, are the one where a lot of people waiting at the doors so there's kind of like this like ongoing slavery uh, we don't really talk about and starting to be talked I think probably like I would say like a, a half decade I mean I would say like five years ago it's like yeah. um, we start to talk about it uh, it's something you cannot really talk about it because if you start to talk about it you get excluded from this like small uh, circles and you're going to be like uh, blacklisted yeah. of going to a different places uh, if you was having the bad uh, adventures to want to go say and I've seen some they got refused to any kitchens uh, in Paris but also in the world wow. so you you want to be very certain of like uh, there is no way back into that particular world and you will be only accept in some uh, gig and sometimes also TV will be refused to for the rest of your life because people talk and, and it's um, it's very hard but when you take a, a, a schematic uh, you have this like uh, a trophy for France, uh, where it's like cuisines, the the cheese and the wines, those big stereotype, yeah. and the government's gonna kind of just like blink on what's going on there, not really like just like taking care of like what's going on, and you take a base of like uh, we're salary, so you get paid. I was getting paid the minimum uh, 900 euros a month. Wow. And then that was for a total of 35 hours a week which is like, uh, so it's like it's 70, so it's 140 hours a month pay for 900 euros. And uh, I was actually making probably like 320 hours a month. So yes, it's like you pay your training and somehow you don't go to college, but you don't pay the college, but you still like pay for like going into this institution. Yeah. Who's gonna make your resume, who's gonna make um, your skill probably, and then uh, some networking. But then there's a, a price to, uh, there's a price, a cost, and, uh, and sometimes not everyone can, uh, can stay longer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why do you think there is such a high standard um, in French culinary? I mean, I know it's been the staple for forever now. You Why know? is there a high standard? Yeah. Uh, because we, uh, we're in the detail, I think. And sometimes uh, the detail is, uh, it requests like a lot of concentrations. Yeah. Which I would say is like, to make a difference here is like um, in in America we sometimes miss. I feel it's like there, there is definitely here. I've seen it uh, in New York City. Uh, it's, it's probably international. It's a megalopole, and I will not call that uh, an American city. It's the capital of the world, um, New York City. Yeah. So it's like it's it's awesome. It's full of art. But you take Buffalo for example, and Buffalo it's, a, it's still stereotype. Um, and I will not be afraid to say it's, it's still stereotype with like some uh, behaviors. Mm -hmm. As a chef, we all do, uh, you know, uh, all chef, and then uh, and cooks and commis uh, in the kitchen and outside of the kitchen after work. Those behaviors and those lifestyles we uh, put ourselves into, uh, but then there is not much the work behind. Uh, I've seen it all around my uh, my career, but also like in different parts of the world. There was having like this like kind of like. Okay, it's like I, I mean, like I understand the stress you have back, but here it's like you get paid hourly. You're not getting paid really well, but you're still getting paid. And um, sometimes I think Buffalonian chefs should be like traveling a little bit more and just understand it's like they're actually m more privileged than like other chefs. Yeah. And realizing is like um, the skills are not really there all the time to show off um, as much as like uh, like just being like a chef. Uh, what is, what is it? to be a chef is like being on time at work, 
uh, I feel right now the standards like to be like making 17 or 18 dollars an hour will be someone who show up on time and then someone who uh, uh, who actually uh, um, is not going to be uh, uh, you know like uh, smoking marijuana on, on yeah. like work or stuff like that it's like it's more like uh, going to be uh, now it's like it's more going to be why you paying 17 dollars an hour if you only afford as a business owner here in Buffalo and then you only can afford 14 dollars an hour or 13 dollars an hour don't expect everyone to show up on Saturday or Sunday and it's maybe understanding, but it's like it should not be like uh, uh, a base of what you hear uh, over here from business owners. Um, and, and it's it's what is a, a, a big issue. I think there is not much more anymore like this like monit uh, to want to be going through uh, those like step of learning, but more getting close to like uh, the, also social media, like being down the pipe of like this is me. Uh, I am the chef. Uh, I've been to CIA school, uh, I got skills, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, it's more in the action of the programs. Like right. More as like, do it, show it, and do it again. And it's it's hard. It's really hard. And then any type of nationality or where you come from, it's it's where uh, shows is like the hard work uh, is the world in kitchens. You decide to play the victims. The only way it's a way out. Uh, yeah. You decide to be strong. The only way it's to stay. But it's hard, and it will stay hard no matter how much you get paid, no matter uh, which company you take. It will be always a little bit hard because kitchen, it's based on like a particular time of the years, particular time of the day, particular time of the week, and those critters I think doesn't really like just like appeal to the youngest generation, mm -hmm. and it's a big. Uh, issue for what's going to happen for the for the rest of the of the food world in in in, in globality. I feel it's like we uh, we only a few animals like really uh, being interested. When I say interested, it's like accepting not uh, bad lynchage, but accepting like the fact of where we gotta go by to be there. It's not watching a cooking show and say it's like I can do it too tomorrow. It's like I open. And then you open a food trucks and you're like, man, it's like, what I just put myself in. I've, yeah, definitely right now that's very prevalent, right? I mean, there's more content out there for people to kind of get inspired and not realize yes. how hard the culinary world is. And I mean, I, I, I have no idea. I've worked in a, in a kitchen before when I was younger. Um, and I knew pretty quick that's just not the life for me. Yes. You know, it's not like I, I didn't work with any good chefs or anything. It was a banquet hall. It was the same food every night, every weekend. Um you know, if it wasn't frozen, it, it was just reheated, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, the kitchen, I, 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 I think there's... But there's still the stress. There's yeah. still like this, like, no matter how the food is served, <coughs> there's always this, like, no matter how you're going to serve your food, no matter what you're going to choose, if you decide, like, to do, it's going to be, uh, at one point, it's like, it's going to be uh, some stress, and that stress going to take on you, and then just fly away from your body and how much can you take yeah i think anthony bourdain did a pretty good job at trying to make that public where he's like everybody wants to be in a kitchen but nobody realizes what happens in a kitchen kitchen yeah uh mm. yeah but it's again it's like do you really it's hard like to just like placing yourself into like do you want to be a victim mm -hmm. or do you want to just like cook or do you want to just like what do you want to show and uh you know it's like when you're a business owner it's like you cannot just like complain about it to your patrons uh, because it's like if everything is is good and because you want people to come to your restaurant you don't want to say like oh I'm not going to come anymore because it's like I don't want to hurt him uh, I want him like to be like not too busy 
mm-hmm. um, it's it's an issue. But it's like sometimes you have like some like folks who's like just like planning on like what am I going to do on the next brunch on Saturday or on Sunday, and then they're coming and they're just like getting upset because it's like food can take some time, but they don't realize it's like actually it's like the chef is by himself because like two went out last night and actually didn't wake up and decided to just like give a hard day, you know, yeah, like to everyone. Yeah. And that's the penalty is like it's kind of like um, you don't have much backup other than just like human powers. Uh, it's what you need, but it's like you don't make as m- you don't trade gold. You have a cost of good. Uh, y- you have the labels, and you have all that like just like good stuff um, have to be taken care. And you can realize before like you get that on your table, there's so much going on. And yes, it's it's gonna be someone addict, headache, and and those headaches like are, are very painful because it's like you have no matter what if it's good or bad. And sometimes the employees are like chef or sous chef. Sous chef, we understand. Uh, but uh, I would say like Comi, we not understand as much and I understand that very fast. And I got my respect for any chef I met, especially chef, not like business owners or like investors. It's a different yeah. story. But uh, I think I always got my respect for the chef because they handle, and you can see them on magazine, you can see them on articles, no matter what down the pipe, if it's good or bad, they're going to get it under the name. So if someone F, it's gonna have to be under their names. They're not gonna like, point a name of like someone we don't know and say like this is his fault. When you had um, the uh, what was the name uh, uh, Daniel in, in uh, New York City, and then someone uh, sued the restaurant because something was in the meat, and then he got it in the throat. It turned out to be like on all the newspapers. It was 1.4 million dollars uh, lawsuit, and then the uh, girls who was with the uh, attorney. Mm-hmm. of New York who was eating um, at one of his restaurants uh, got $50,000 uh, because she was shocked in, in state of shock so you have, you have like this big thing and we stay on like a big statement like the money but we stay also under our name and that name is Daniel we're not going to be looking at the guys who didn't clean correctly the grill and then just like place some things they might going to like just like they're probably going to give him like a hard time uh, personally like just inside the kitchens but he's probably going to just get fired what are they going to do they're not going to be like like uh, beat him up it's like there's no way possible. It's, like, it's just going to be like a hard time for the restaurant and for the name and the chef down the road. Yeah. So when you have a chef who uh, made his food, uh, yes, it's like there is this tempo sometimes of like jealousy or, or like some like wrong interpretation for the chef. But the chef take all the good and bad stuff. And if someone is missing, someone um, not uh, well or like leaving or like get fired, is a chef who's going to ta- have to take back in the in the short uh, amount of time to uh, fit uh, to fit that place. So yes, I think chef um, uh, from beginning till end, your uh, your stress story will not end. You will always like um, have to deal with some stress, and and that stress is like gotta be like um, uh, masterized by like some like sort of sport if you do sport mm-hmm. or doing like you know like sociability with like interact with other humans which I try to like interact with others and chef in Paris yeah. for the most years like for the first for the three years I did and in New York City too I try to as much as I can not being too much uh, stereotype yeah. in the cases like I'm with chef daytime nighttime all time and trying to just get like this like uh, uh, empathy for other world yeah. and just realize that like, you're not the most important find some balance yes now how do, how do you guys find that time 
It's hard uh, when you don't sleep much. Yeah, yeah. So you, you're going to have to make those sacrifices too, right? How much are you going to sleep versus how much are you going to try to yes, go out and socialize, find some balance? You sleep like four to five hours and then there's this, like, you know, like where you like hype, um, like on weekend services. Mm -hmm. And then you want to go down from this hype and, and you get like this, like, okay, it's like, I feel so accomplished. What am I going to do? Because it's like, it's a, it's, it's a big an energy rush. It's a big energy. Yeah. yeah. It's like a victory, like a... But it's, it's also like became like a, a, a bad comfort zone, yeah. terrible thing sometimes when you're like starting to be around the wrong amount of people and you're gonna be uh, doing that like kind of like a ritual or like doing that like weekly. Are you familiar with uh, <coughs> Chef Mehdi Matheson? No. He's a chef from Toronto, okay. uh, actually from like the Fort Erie area, right over yep. the border. Uh, he established himself in Toronto. He had a um, couple of restaurants, Parts and Labor was one of them. Uh, mostly like burgers and some like upper, I don't know. I, I, honestly, I don't even know what he was doing uh, in the beginning, but he would talk about that a lot. He said, you, you know, you'd finish a shift. He's like, before his shift would end, you know, 15, 30 minutes before his shift would end, he was already in the bathroom just like shoveling Coke, you yeah. know, up his nose because the party already started, you know. And now he's a chef. He opens up his own restaurant. You know, he's late 20s or whatever. And uh, he's like, now I'm feeding everybody for free. He's like, because that's how I pay for drugs. He's like, my Coke dealer comes. He's like, so I hook him up with a nice table and a nice bottle of champagne. He's like, and now I got my Coke for free, you know? He's like, so now I have my own restaurant and it just kept on going and going and going. Um, I mean, he's got a pretty interesting story. He's now making like a really huge resurgence back in the, I don't know, if, as big in the culinary world as much as he is like in media. He's got a TV show on Vice, um, TV show on YouTube. So he's, he, he's, but one of the consequences was he had a heart attack at like 30 because of how much coke he was doing and how much partying he was doing in the, in the chef world, you know? And he's like, died. No, 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 he's still alive. He's alive. So that, he's good. He's, he's sober. Stopped. Yeah, he's, he's sober now. And uh, I think he has a pizzeria in Toronto. Uh, he's got some books, TV shows. So he's, he's doing a lot better. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's one of the things that a lot of chefs like, like to like pride about it uh, on TV or like... Right. You know, like kind of just like make a memoir and just like try to like finding redemptions by saying it, and it's like this will not save your life. Whatever you put trash in your body is like will happen um, to be uh, what you are in the future. It's kind of like these motivational things you gotta listen, you know, like every day and then eating it. But it's like um, there is uh, there is different chef, and then I do believe it's like I know there's stereotype chef, and I did not take uh, any uh, inner kitchens, like any uh, type of like, uh, if we want to like ask this question or like get around this question, any type of like drugs in a kitchen. Yeah. Uh, I did not. Uh, but you were around it. Recreationally, it's like yeah. I, I probably like try most of it recreationally, but um, not, not on a shift. Um, yeah. on, on a shift, uh, you, I don't know. It's like, it, it, I've seen, um, actually I have a fun story. It's like it was in, in Paris. And one of the chefs uh, was drinking. Uh, he was he was alcoholic, and I knew it very fast because I was doing something with rum, and I realized that the rum was getting empty so fast. I was uh, out of order so easily. And yeah. we're talking about gallon. So what I did, I, I put a little bit of like vinegars inside, and just to make sure uh, I was knowing like who I was talking of, who was drinking. And then the chef in between two services, it was like 10 p.m., and uh, he started to just like scream in the kitchen. And oh uh, yeah, I knew it was him. But um, but it's um, you know it's like even in in, in culinary school, uh, one of the teachers who was a chef before, 
who uh, kind of just like you know like start to just like you know like this phase of your life is like I want to be better I want to do something else I want to become a teacher so you go being a teacher but it's like they're not losing the uh, the fact uh, what there was a little bit before and there's those demons and I remember like one of my teacher chef say hey it's like can you go at the bar and then asking the guys to just like showing you how to make a, a mojito and then uh, I will test it and blah blah and it's just like you don't say uh, nothing but after three you're like okay it's like I get the trick yeah 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 it's um, I think it's, it's it's one of the things like I like and doesn't like at, about Anthony Bourdain. It's like I don't want to spit on the name. It's like he's like he's in a better place, and then I love the guys. Um, I, I I really like uh, appreciate what he what he's been uh, putting out in the world. Yeah. But in one big thing is like I regret is like he's uh, he was maybe um, uh, like I say it's like just like always like this redemption is like yes we know the stereotype yes but can we talk about something else? It's like not just the food or the drugs or the chef. It's like I know it's like it's like what's what the chef like you know it's like again it's like are you gonna just like put yourself in a victim uh, situations um he was he was in 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 detress uh, like he was i mean he he committed suicide so it's like there was having something yeah. on the relief on the back but i think it was uh it was more because he was not accepting himself and accepting yourself is hard not just as a chef but as a person and um, i think it's it's not always due also to the cuisine when you are a chef, most, I will say, like 70% or 60% is because you're characterial. I am characterial, so I'm going to be in the kitchens. I'm a hyperactive, I'm a hyper blood, so it's like I'm just gonna be like, like we'll say, uh, like, you know, like um, uh, some people will say like they're spicy. And uh, it's like, you know, it's like, I, I like this term, it's like when I went to New York City, it's like, uh, I'm a little bit spicy, I'm like, what does that mean? It's like, I, I, I easily like understand like what does that mean? It's like, you, you don't take no, uh, uh, BS. So it's like, right. but you you gotta grow as a man, and you know it's like, in, like the room for improvement. It's so important, and improving yourself is like educate yourself, educate yourself on like, uh, not just food. And again, it's like I bridge it back with like, um, uh, what is really important is like who you gonna be around. Uh, it's gonna make you as a person, and and uh, it's up to you to sometimes like just like kind of reboot yourself and say like. Is it just like, uh, you know, like uh, pissing on my fires? Or is it just like lighting my fires? And then if, if it does, it's like, just like, uh, don't even say anything, but just bye-bye. That's the point, it's like, uh, Anthony is like, uh, was uh, in a kitchen, where the kitchen is like, crazy people get theirs. And it will be always crazy ki- uh, people. Not everybody like gonna get paid, like, you know, like as much as he got paid, are gonna get like on food networks, or yeah. gonna get, Yes, so it's like they're gonna be like getting like nine dollars an hour. So what are you gonna expect? It's like you hang all day around those people. So you're gonna be like a part of them, and they're gonna be a part of you. So you carry their problems, and then how you're gonna carry their problems? Gonna be like affecting you maybe, or like affecting them, and then just kind of just like get more, more. So that's the same. It's like uh, again, it's like you choose your kitchen as you choose your friend. Right. I decide to uh, leave this mission star restaurant and say it's like it can be a little bit less, but it can be also uh, better for me. Um, I, I had to be rebuilt when I left uh, those like crazy pastry shop, and then I, I worked for a kosher um, uh, pastry shop in Paris, uh, and then I, I kind of just get rebuilt by this chef who was bringing me uh, to life, bringing me back to life. Say now tomorrow you're starting at 9 a.m. I yeah. want you at 9, leave at 4 p.m. and just like kind of just like slowly uh, get this uh, this like uh, ability to like love again. Uh, and uh, uh, love again the food because when you have those chef and then I really want to stay on this point because it's not up, upsetting me but it's just like something out in the years um, who ask for redemption or who talk about drugs or like 
elsewhere of like kitchen. Well, I mean, it's like, um, you gotta remember like why you, you sign up at the beginning. You sign up for the food. So stick to the plan, stick to the men. And the rest is like, keep it for your friend, your close friend or your family. But it's like, if you do a book about it, about your life, it's like fine. It's like, you can give name and just like hours or like you cooked for like your dealers. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, you're more gonna look like a prick to most of the people than others. And even so, if they like you and just say like, oh, it's like, he was a badass and stuff. It's like, what makes you a badass? is the way to be affordable to people. That's where I give a good point to uh, Anthony Bourdain. He's like, he was affordable to people. Yeah. If you tell anyone and then ask about Anthony, most people will say it's like Anthony was just sitting at the tables and then able like, to have a conversation with some other folks. With this language, with this world, yes, we have like, we have some bad world. Like we're like, we're bad boys. We're like gangsters, we're like skinny, gang- skinny gang- gangsters, marked up by life. And you can see it sometimes, we have scare issue, uh, but it's like, it's it's his ability to have um, uh, accomplish and uh, add so many informations to sometimes share or sometimes just being silent and listen to the another person and when he says like when you share a meal with someone you can learn a lot about the person and learning about the person it's also learning about the cultures and that cultures it's where it's food and you have so much to tell and so much to learn all your life to go around these cultures uh, I think it's, uh, it's like different chefs have, have different uh, uh, philosophy, but at the end, we, we must did it for the food. In France, we always say, it's like, oh, it's because you was not good at school, you went to kitchen. Well, sometimes it's like people like choose it, and right. they don't just doing that because it's like, it's that or anything else. And right now, right now, on like this century after the COVID-19, and what you got is like, it's really gonna just appear again. Uh, you're gonna do it really for what you love because at the end it's like uh, we start talking about like it's unpaid uh, it's it's all those things so it, it's gonna be a, a big like uh, uh, taboo uh, things and then saying is like now we're gonna get people really like food lovers who's gonna get this who's gonna really get this I think it's like the only person who's gonna be willing to want to go there uh, yes gonna be very motivated otherwise you're gonna just go like working at a supermarket or Dollar General and make more money and putting stuff on the shelf. It's right. not really fun and then you're gonna hate yourself. But um, I think it's like, it's, it's, it's novels and it's like, it's, it's, for me, I think it's like uh, idealism. I will use like a movies, it's called uh, The Fountainhead. It's, uh, it's like I think in the 50s, it's about like architectures and somebody in New York City talking about idealism and about like, uh, you know, it's like he want to do his way he want to do his buildings that way. Yeah. And that's where I'm going to open the chapters on investors. It's good and bad, but investors will have this word to say, do we know something about food? Most of the time, no. So it's like, you know, idealism is like, and then pride are like two things different, but idealism going to get you somewhere uh, beautiful because it's going to be something is like, you're going to want to do and want to just like show the world and probably going to have some people influencing yourself. Uh, through your education and things, but you're gonna stick to it. And in this movie, you see it is like he's gonna uh, walk away from money, walk away from like glory to do what he wants to, to do. do what he wants to do. Yeah. And then sometimes it's not because about TV. Yes, I did food networks. Is it gonna happen in the future? We don't know. I don't know. But it's like it's maybe I'm gonna go there and gonna tell me like, listen, it's like we actually want you to do this show. You'll be a perfect French person, and we wanna get you there. Well, no, not really. It's like it's like I prefer to just like go and flip like some steak and then just put my headphone on and having like some like, good, uh, you know, like um, forks and then just say like nothing else for the rest of the 30 years or opening oysters because I prefer. 
and 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 that's what's maybe uh, uh, you know that we gotta stick to it as a chef you're doing it uh, because uh, of this idealism and any new chef who is going inside don't forget that uh, you have a style of cooking or you're gonna learn from it you have to learn the base but at some point you're gonna um, uh, make yourself want it something and then make discover the people and then train your food which I did in Buffalo is like kind of just like standing in this drain with not much and um, I'm 27 most of them will say maybe it will be like too much for his shoulders well I did it for three years I did it one year in pop-ups two years on a hurdle I liked it it's a nice challenge now it's like I'm under 30 and under 30 is like meaning is like I can still like um, enjoying more stuff enjoying my children's discovering like the fatherhood and then kind of just like uh, uh, not I I've been I've been doing couple uh, chapters which I, I close and say, okay, I, I, I try the food I, I did in a culinary school. I try some food. I work in Michelin star restaurant. I work in a pastry shop. I did some TV show, which I was don't want, really want to do. And then I had some children. <laughs> so now it's like, life is theirs and, yeah. and, and life calling me. And that life is like, it's very important. So I'm gonna want to take care of that. Yes, I'm gonna need to make some money. So I'm gonna need like a professional project. But now I think it's secondary. And then some people are gonna be like, wow, it's like, it's crazy. It's like. It's like money is not like, it should be like a matter of it. And it's like, no, actually it's like, I think we got to remember from COVID and from like this like pandemic, money is not much. Um, you, like Bob Marley says, like you got to make sure to enjoy life because you never know when, a, when a, that gonna ends. Yeah. yeah. So currently it's, it's May 15th. So we're sitting yeah. uh, pretty much right in, it's still in the midst of this whole COVID. Um, if anybody's listening to this, uh, you know, in the future. Um, so, how long have you been closed now? A couple weeks, right? Yes, I've been uh, on and off, like just open a couple of times mm-hmm. uh, here and there uh, on my own. Uh, my employer's situation, they got unemployed. Uh, so I understand it's like it was easier and less risky to stay home. Right. Has it, It's just been you in here now? Uh, in a dishwasher. Uh, Lisa, uh, she's, uh, she's been there and then just helping me out every morning. Uh, yeah. uh, but uh, yes, uh, for the most part, it was me. Yeah. yeah. So recently, you made the decision to close. Yes. For good. When did you make that decision? I made the decision actually like way back then. Uh, I made the decision like back. Uh, I think it was December. Okay. Uh, I decided like, to just like knowing is like it was getting a time where uh, I was getting saturated. So when I get saturated, it means like I don't get what I want out yeah and you're not getting that return anymore it's not the return it's like it's i mean like money you don't make money mm-hmm. uh friend you make friends enemy you can make some enemies i don't know how you call that but like um but it's 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 more uh it's more like it's not the food or like the pastry i was right. on because it's like you have the headache of the emails the headache of like networking the headache of the social media i do myself um, and in the website, all of that like good and bad stuff will keep me out of the kitchen. And um, you know, it's like I get like some review was like, oh, Mr. Lucas like should spend more time on his plates and like his phone. But it, you kind of just like get to just do everything from your phone in between like couple dish. Right. And it's very uh, annoying part because you don't get to uh, finish what you want to do. And uh, I decide to just say like, don't be a victim, just stop. What are you gonna be is like for the next five six years just doing okay and just like tell everybody is like oh you know it's like it's tough it's like yeah it's like I do all this week and it's like 
I don't see my children and etc. And it's like, you know, it's like, I have this employee who just left or it's like, things happen, it's like, I don't have enough money for finishing the sell taxes or blah, blah. Right. It's just like, I'm like, don't play the victim. Just close, just say everybody like you love them. Thank you for the patronage. But uh, you decide to just like being back on something also, not just the family. We're taking on the professional. I'm looking forward to be less on my own for everything. I tried. It, it was something I was want to try. Maybe fast, maybe not fast. I, I know I was like someone uh, hyperactive, and I will go into it very fast. Yeah. And um, and you know, like it's it's. I think the decision when I was in December, I sit down and just like realize, um, I want to make sure my food I send out, it's the food uh, I will serve to my mom. Right. Yeah. Now, did you did you feel like you were falling out of love with it, or you just felt like you were overwhelmed by everything? You know everything outside of cooking because that's all, that's what you wanted to do. That's what you wanted yeah. to do, right? So when all the emails and the reviews and all this shit was coming out, and the review is not a. I mean, the review right, is, right. It's the review is like I pay someone for like doing Yelp because that definitely is like uh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's like I love Alex if he uh, listens. Like I love Alex who uh, doing Yelp uh, Buffalo and he took me on a plane ride. But um, sometimes it's like it's uh, it's good and bad. It's like the report is very important. And then um, I can read sometimes reviews. I don't think I read reviews like most of the restaurants. I just go and try. Yeah. I give it a chance um, to anyone. But uh, but overall, you've made a very positive uh, yeah. mark on. But it, you know, it's it's a positive it's a positive um, print. You know, it's like yeah. a staple, like people like call, and then I, I like to call that. I don't want to be pride up about it because there is this like I have a stickers of arrogance, and then you need arrogance. It's like if. If one thing is like I'm, I'm not sorry to have, it's like I need arrogance. Right. With that arrogance, it's like you're not surviving. Is, is that a double-edged sword for you, being arrogant? Yes, you are like arrogance. Uh, we call chef bipolar, which mm-hmm. we probably like, can put the stickers on me too. I don't mind. Uh, crazy. Um, you like the titles. Impulsive, yeah. yeah. I say I'm, uh, someone like some of my employees like, who was having fun saying it, um, I'm not passive-aggressive, I'm active-aggressive. <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's like it's a double. So right. you, you get me all, or you don't get me. But it's. Um, do do you, do you become the typical chef, sometimes? Do I become the typical chef? I, I did. I think uh, become the typical chef, because you fall into like the stress, and sometimes it's yeah. like you you, you want to be like this like you know like this like phase of you is like the best of yourself, and then, um, and then you let yourself like just, advised um, by like uh, all the rest. And uh, and yes, it's like it's it's gonna it's gonna take over. After the after we all they all knew I think most of the employees and from the text I got back from like uh, previous employees who said like hey I learned a lot by the way. Um, they always come back because they understand it's like they're like they seen me day and night like I I've been painting yeah. yeah I've been painting I've been doing like I learned about electricals. I learned how to build a bar with the friends, uh, so the carpentry. I learned a lot, like uh, doing this this business more yeah. than the food, and um, and and they understand like this, like it's not pride, but like just like he want to really do it. At the end, it's like he's doing it for that. He's not doing it for like beat me up or for like just like being like uh, more strong. Right. He's really doing it because it's like he want to do it, and that's what come down the uh, the programs. I always want to do it, and I always want to do it all, hundred percent. I say if I'm doing it, I cannot do 90% or 95 Then you, you won't do it at all. It's yes. just, yeah. Yeah, it's like you, you can't do it. Um, in, yeah, it's, it's, it's what you get. And then, you know, it's like you, had the, you have the equipment you, you want. I mean, it's like I see my fellowship, uh, and, and I love the kitchen. I love what they do. Uh, I heard great many positive feedback from the Grange. 
like the Grange in Istara is like it's an address was like really awesome. They're, yeah, really good restaurant. It's 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 like it's somewhere it's like I want to go and I'm dying and I'm probably gonna go and try the food. But you're looking at at the kitchen, which probably has like um, a quarter of million dollars, you know, like investments at least at the least, and then plus like you know like the labors and everything. Well, you you have someone who's been ready financially. Um, opening that so it's like it was in one month do I was ready financially not at all I was ready professionally probably just like uh, for what's come on like the pastry level of pastry of pastry in Buffalo yes uh, I was yeah, we, we, we really don't have anybody here right we do uh, we have a um, we have a butter block butter block oh yeah a, that's right butter block yeah butter block uh, Colleen she's doing an amazing job we have also for the chocolate we have a blue table uh, chocolate Within the same area of the five point, mm-hmm. so we do have like some like foodies are uh, uh, foodies address, where whereas like it's 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 uh, ongoing you know like um, growing. But those people, uh, those those, those uh, good agents for the city, because I always say there is no bad competition or good competition. Uh, it's very important to understand like growing as a city. It's super important. Yeah. This is how you're gonna attract tourism. This is how you're gonna attract like other things and just things like it's a snowing city. Uh, where people drinks uh, to town, it's um, it's also like a, a foodie uh, f- foodie city where you get uh, for every uh, appetite, every mouth, every taste, yeah. every cultures, every country. What you don't. Your, sorry, what are your favorite places to eat here in Buffalo? <laughs> favorite place to eat. Um, it used to be one, but it's not anymore. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. I cannot say the name. That's right. Well, it's gonna hate me. Yeah. Um, what I mean, it used to be the roost. The roost was a uh, was my favorite address, um, but again, it's like I think I'm placing it like like him and, and I, you know, and any other chef owners. If you're not there cooking, it's like you not you don't have the food you want to send out. Right. Um, but uh, Martin Cook, I've been one of the yeah. of the agents who helped me opening the stores. So I really like I really uh, love that guy. He gave it to me like a display case, and I know these guys love food. And he's been criticized around town also for his tempers, but uh, I'm judging a man about his food, and his food is good. Uh, after the food who's been sent out from the kitchen, sometime when he's not there, it's maybe not the best. And again, it's like I think it's like it's maybe the lifestyle or something that can just like um, infuse too much in our uh, in our uh, life of every day for the restaurant. If I take like a, a place I like to eat, it's like just like a couple drinks. I was I was just like saying like just like some staple uh, from like street food. Um, I like um, Jay's uh, Jay's artisan pizza. No, not Jay's artisan. Uh, for the fried chicken, fried chicken is a uh, Freddy Freddy fried chickens. It's in the west side. Oh, okay. Yeah, Freddy. Uh, um, uh, I like uh, also uh, another place where I'm gonna really like just gonna go back and then just get more food. I'm seeing I, I'm seeing like a, a small joint like not many people knows. It's a uh, cuisine of Sahara. It's in Kenmore, and I, I like uh, I like their style. They're yeah. pretty like just like they're badass. Uh, I I, I travel down to uh, Turkey and Israel, and I think he's Iraqian. He's telling himself he's Turk. He's speaking Turk, I think. But um, it's very amazing. Like the produce I find there and the spice and the bread they're making every. Morning fresh, mm-hmm. and and that address is like it's somewhere. If you go see them, they will know that like I'm I'm coming by. What are they called? Uh, it's a cuisine of Sahara Sahara cuisine. Okay. Yeah, Sahara. Oh, cuisine. are they on Delaware? Yes. Yeah. 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 They make the corners. It's really good. It's it's like they make the falafel. 
um, it's 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 good it's good stuff. But more of that is like it's just like uh, what they're gonna provision. It's gonna be uh, really like this imported produce, and and you can you can get what you're looking for for like um, get uh, your your cuisine more flavors. That that's what I like on small address. For the small address after like for eating, uh, for chef I like Ma for chef as a person. I like Mike Oberry uh, from Lombardo's. I think Lombardo's have been the most beautiful work experience I had in my life. Um, the most kind people on earth. Mm -hmm. Where is it, Umberto's? Lombardo. Oh, Lombardo's, Lombardo's. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the most kind people. It's a very like um, uh, humans, you know, like a kitchen yeah. uh, where uh, everybody uh, is very like well uh, uh, entertained. And then for I don't know it's like for a good good restaurant for a good hiding place also like if you like like seeing the skyline uh, I like Panorama on Seven uh, the chef uh, Jason Ramos is uh, an amazing human he's giving his life also to be there so I love these guys Jason Ramos we don't talk much about him but he he's doing uh, he's doing his he, he I don't know if if he's requested or if he's doing it on himself. But the menu have to change like probably like once a month, uh, if not like every six weeks. It's pretty challenging when you talk about the Marriott. Uh, it's like it's 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 a lot, but uh, it's very corporate, so it's a lot to change like a menu every six weeks. But he's there and he's doing good food. It's like you watching as uh, at the sunset. You mm -hmm. have all the uh, canal side. You can get a cheese board. You can get uh, some homemade pickles, some charcuterie, some uh, selected cheese. And some wine for uh, under like uh, 50, 60, and it, it's pretty good. You know, it's like it's a it's it's a good place, and not many people know about it. So you're gonna get sit somewhere. Uh, you're gonna be well received by uh, Kim, the maitre d', and by a staff servers who are never really change and make you like pretty decent cocktail actually. So I think this place is very good uh, for what it comes down. I think it's a globality. I will say like Buffalo doesn't maybe have like. It's like high standards, like, you know, like a uh, place in particular. Every each place is rich of something and then what you're looking for for this like special occasion for this day, mm -hmm. if it's casual, if it's not casual, if it's a professional dinner, you don't have like this place where you're going to really like, just want to go every day. Uh, you're going to get something where you're going to just like decide to go like one particular time of the month uh, because you have so much to try, so much to offer. You go uh, uh, you always hear uh, the pink is a pink, but you always hear the steak sandwich as a pink. It's Have you had a steak sandwich there? I did it. It's amazing. I actually like uh, they they laugh because I came on a Thursday, and then I just went there, uh, ordered the PBRs, yeah, and say can I get a steak sandwich? And they're like you only come for the steak sandwich. I'm like yes, because I like usually is like you get a bit drunk when you order it. But, but it's, it, it's good. It's, it's good. good. Sober. I love it. Uh, I, I really like it. it it's good. Uh, it's good stuff. So it's like. It's another like uh, uh, thing, you know, you have to try. Yeah. Uh, you, you have to get there and just like, um, it's been there uh, and, and, we, and hopefully will be there forever. Um, How about wings? Wings. Are uh, you a fan or not really? I, yes, I, I eat uh, wings. I try wings. Um, the one that I like was in Eastora. Uh, Barbell. Barbell was Barbell's good. Barbell's the, I mean, they're my favorite wing place. Yes, yeah. Bar Barbell, yeah, I think it was like, it was good. I, I've been around town and just kind of like trying all the food. Um, I like for the chef. I would say like if you want to talk about like one of the chef who's like who's the chef of the chef or who's like just like have have some more equity from uh, what he's been accomplishing in his life. Um, I would say Mike, who own uh, Cantina Loco. Cantina Loco, yeah. 
Yeah, I think this this uh, chef is the one I give it more the more respect professionally. They're yeah. really good. He's he's well he Sibars was 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 unbelievable, but uh, he got he got into uh, issue not by the food but by others uh, issue. So like, he he's a chef who's definitely I think is like represents uh, the most I think in his. Uh, uh, together I think like the guys yeah. who like went to the James Beard I think he didn't win the James Beard but he went for the James Beard oh wow yeah so I mean like James Beard is maybe like not a big thing like to go or not go you can be no one and then be someone but uh, but I, mean, I think this yeah. chef yeah is like he's he's uh he's very very accurate very accurate yeah yeah he can make uh, many type of food uh, he learned a lot he decided to improve himself more and more it's something you cannot stop yourself like learning because you will always have something to learn from someone a trick um, and then and that's gonna be uh, uh, bringing back to your kitchens you cannot just like close yourself and say my kitchen is the best or like this is what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna do it for the next 50 years right you're gonna have to uh, uh, imp- improvise uh, impro- improvise yourself here sometime and then also like just like bringing back some uh, new uh, stuff in your cultures what do you have planned now uh, w- w- when are you guys officially closed? Or is this that you're not doing a... Uh, officially closed, I think it's like we are uh, officially closed probably now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be probably doing a couple of days uh, to just like kind of just reward people uh, for like some uh, pastry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then for now, I decide to be closed. Uh, and then I am looking to leave here alert, definitely. So it's like by the leave time... Buffalo? Uh, now, uh, now is like the question is like leaving Buffalo. I've been like just asked, and it's a different questions. July first, I will be out of hurdle. So it's like after inventory, after selling equipment and etc. Yeah, will be July first, and I will be like with like, what am I gonna do now? Yeah, what are you gonna do now? Do you know? Right now, I have no zero plan. I was like, I know it's scary, but it's like yeah. sometimes we say like you gotta get something behind. But when you own a restaurant, it's very hard to just like plan yourself uh, in advance. Right. Because when you are in the kitchen, it's like or request a position in the kitchen. They're gonna expect you to be there uh, the next day because that means it's like they need a straight needed. It really is like it's last minute when you ask for a chef. You're not gonna be like planning it. Um, chef are like something we're gonna request and then just like moving in the next day. Now it's like the question is like, what am I gonna do? Um, there is maybe like just like some sort of uh, about like just like performing myself maybe like a little bit more on TV and then just saying it's like okay, it's like do I want to be? Um, uh, in a different case of the profession of a chef and kind of just being reporting uh, the cuisine but it's probably like very uh, audacious and bully at my age to uh, get this to say like I didn't see everything but it's maybe also good for me because I will be able to like learn more mm-hmm. so I don't know if I want to credit myself like I'm looking it to get a job at Food Networks um, or like any type of like TV because it's been a question I've been asked. Um, so yeah, you were you were on that TV show with Guy Fieri, I was. right? How did that come about? Did they approach you? Uh, yes, they approached me. Yeah, no, I, I did not approach them. It's yeah. something. It's like I was not having the time to like thinking of or like being very like uh, charming by. Like it was the first show I got called for um, a casting, and then I and shows like call me when you have a real show. Mm-hmm. I don't really like this one. Uh, it was like. It was it was just uh, something I was a little bit afraid since I was having children, just like a, a little world who can be like just affect very fast and easy, 
and uh, already affected by uh, what I've been putting in place uh, stores. So I feel responsible also like for like some like absence and yeah. um, being uh, being on TV will be a different form of like uh, uh, invasions invasion. But it's like sometimes it's like there is no way back, and that depending on like how 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 much you're gonna how, how much you're gonna impact on TV uh, your image. But uh, once it's there, it's there, and good and bad, whatever you do in your daily life, gonna be. Uh, gonna be a it's always gonna be a billboard you are the billboard it's made on your person so your person is your product it's your fruit of work it's also your family so everything yeah. is put together at any times when you go at a family uh, reunion some people who doesn't see you all the times probably gonna just want to take pictures want to skype with their friends say hey i'm with these guys so it's gonna be just have to be like uh, moderate educate everyone right. to just you, it's you, something you don't we, want that image you, you just kind yeah of like i mean like i don't mind it's like it's just like it's a it's educational. You gotta educate people like who surrounding you, like to just like not go crazy. Right. Um, you know, it's like it's it, like my 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 brothers in London. So if someone is like uh, daily, not daily, but I would say like uh, not right now, because like he's he told me like he's he doesn't have much job right now. He's a photographer, photojournalist. He's a freelancer. Work for AP writers. Uh, he he made himself a name in London, based f- over like ten years. He's like he he got it figured out for that, uh, but uh, he's been around like some famous people. I've been with him around famous people because it's like his agent knows some people. So we go to the hot box in London, we go to the grocery and, and like seeing like some people. I'm in the back of this restaurant one day and it's like there is Naomi Rapaz uh, who uh, playing Prometheus and Millenniums, and she's like sitting at the tables, and she's uh, so my brother said like uh, before, uh, said like hey you're gonna meet these girls just so you know it's like. So I'm like, okay, it's like, uh, I, I, don't, I don't really wow about it because my parents are always like, just make sure like we get our two feet on the ground. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but it, it, it's like, I'm like, okay, it's like good. So I'm getting there. I'm coming from Paris and I'm working at the time in Paris. So I'm kind of just like, look like whatever. Uh, don't really time to shopping, uh, like some like clothes and the money also. So I just get there with whatever I have. And uh, I see a table of like probably like 12 and 14 people. So you get a picture of like when there is a famous personality in a restaurant in London or New York City. Most of the time it's feels at that point famous when you talk about the blockbusters like Prometheus, person who's like direct alien. Um, and you get this actress, Naomi Rapaz, where you're gonna get these girls like on the back place in a room separate and not really many people are gonna see us. But then I get there, 12 people sitting. I'm kind of getting red and just don't know what to say. I'm right. more like just afraid. And my brother just told me like, don't get, just get, he knows like I was not going to do that, but they take my phone, just take pictures, or, you know, like try to just like uh, being very like uh, invasive. So I just get there, want to sit down on the side and she directly like, just like, she knows what I'm thinking kind of, because she kind of picture like my brother give me the, the speak, right. speech, but in the same time, it's like, she want to make me comfortable at this table of like, probably like designers. Some people I don't even know, probably like famous making millions doesn't make millions, uh, being on TV doesn't be on TV, um, producers. So I get there and sitting and then, uh, and then, uh, and then uh, she said like, well, choose the dessert for everyone. So she gave me the menu, because she said like, I heard you're a pastry chef. So I looked up the menu and I remember it was like a, a Saint-Emilion uh, chocolate cake. And then I was just looking up and then she see me like, just talk to my brother. I said like, oh, that looks good. And she's like, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, it's, it, it looks good, the, the chocolate cake uh, with a red wine ganache. So she said, okay, it's like, uh, let's order that for everyone. So she was want to be like, not looking like she have like money or looking right, she's right, impressing, right. 
but she was want to just like make me uh, feel comfortable like I made a trust and decision for everyone and she's not a, a, over everyone and being very like just like down down uh, down hurt yeah but uh, as soon as we left the restaurant because we was all together uh, I bit easily realized it's like you know it's like paparazzi uh, when you get to the grotto want to take pictures and I, and I understand it's like and then kind of ask us this question but it's like she cannot do normal things she cannot go in a to the grocery store no yeah, she get always yeah. change style because some people are going to just like follow after her style to just like recognize her somewhere uh, following her in a trip uh, it's kind of like sometimes scary right. you know it's like it's a uh, it's kind of like just like they're going to want to know things about you they kind of want to just like knowing you from inside to just make sure like if they meet you like they can have a, a point of conversation which gets psycho sometimes yeah. and you get to the growth show and then the growth show is like it's, I think it's like at the time what from my brother information it's like it's 2,000 pounds to get in for the years to get a, a, a member card and you gotta be uh, uh, having someone who's like just like mentor you to just get in so you have like from these uh, clubs you have a, uh, Emma Watson Tom uh, Brady uh, not Tom Brady uh, Tom Hard, Hardy uh, yeah. you have uh, Shanine Tatum you have also like uh, people who can be there and uh, it's it's not uh, a false when you get to the bathroom and you see like all this amount of cocaine is definitely true and some like very like high people there is everything and nothing uh, and then from what I learned is that Tom Hardy was stopping alcohol at the time and bringing his own uh, uh, non-alcoholic beers uh, to uh, this club so it's like it's, it's just like you learn like a couple of funny stories yeah. but it, 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 it gotta bring you like dance like some like um, some like step um, further down after when I came back to uh, London and then last trip in date when I came back in 2015 Jay-Z producers was there around. Um, he's been with uh, Judd Law going on a trip with Akon uh, in Africa and that's a, f- a funny story my brother might gonna kill me if he hears the podcast but I think it's like no one's gonna really like now it's like with the time um, he was hanging nearby the swimming pool with um, Judd Law in Africa in Rwanda they was going for one piece one day uh, the charity event and Akon was doing a concert uh, V my brothers was the photographers of the tour friend with Judd Law and uh, so they get to the hotel and Judd Law and my brothers drinking uh, Jack Daniels nearby the uh, swimming pool decide to want to go on a trip and just like go in a party uh, but the security didn't uh, refused Judd Law to leave the hotel yeah. so they got into a cleaning uh, uh, truck and on the back and get inside and then left the hotel and got into an apartment and no one I think even until the end believed Judd Law it was Judd Law even he was showing his ID they said like no I'm not sitting with Judd Law here so it was funny it's like he was like almost like have to prove himself like he was in but it's like, it's like you know what it's like perfect and he had a great night he felt like um, anyone so it's uh, right it's what I think from like the roots of my family we're always like being rich off we come from like a, a countryside family a French buffalo in Brittany and then where um, uh, whatever's gonna happen is like when I met Guy Fieri um, some was probably like doing selfie I was like just like I was like yeah your guys I was like next I was like you just like you just a normal guy he's gonna go to the bathroom probably two to three times a day same um, he's gonna drink water he's gonna eat food and he's gonna talk shit sometimes yeah. and he's gonna make mistake yes everybody does make mistake and sometimes mistake is not um, especially now uh, very well understand on tv and out of tv because there's so much report being made even when i talk about like when i went to london the first time and that was happened 
at that time I was not having Instagram or like you know the story was not there like how you do stories right, right, someone right. say very right it's like now you're on the story of someone else all the times because there is someone's making a story in the, in the street and that's uh, uh, kind of like a big brother's uh, life we're living in now uh, whereas like everything is report it's very hard because it, it gives you uh, no chance to prove yourself sometime uh, yeah, for what you was lay low kind of under the radar yes. and Yes, it's like it's uh, without talking politics, but it's like just like talking about like a president state, whatever is like Americans, whatever is French or like other nationality in the world. Right now, sometimes I felt like that. Um, you're gonna be judged not on your work aspect, but you're gonna be judged on like more sometimes on the private side. And yes, most of them have money, and yes, most of them sometimes I've um, you know like can be di divorced for uh, a. Uh, you know like a uh, uh, type or like for B type we don't know it's like but it's it's do we want to just like stick to what is uh, coming for and then if he's doing correctly his job if he doesn't do correctly his job we can be um, a stigma but I think it's like it's uh, it's like when you are famous or like a personality you have to stick to the plan of like okay he's he's actually um, he's actually like uh, someone who's like uh, uh, well uh, affordable on TV and I like to watch him they just watch him after if you're like after the person too much you're gonna find some like dirt stuff you know yeah. it's like I did it for Guy Fieri uh, I was just wanna learn about the characters and yes I find some dirt stuff you know it's like uh, you tell like these stories like everyone like was like just like putting it back on, on front of me because it's the biggest one we know like how do you call that like when it's like a, it's a mistake it's a flop like right, for, right, right. for Guy Fieri when he's like I think he, he was uh, coming back from the airport from LA and then he um, he pushed out his uh, hairdressers from a car uh, in the middle of the street. There's this video like ongoing, which I enjoy watching it online. Yeah. I laugh. It's not. I'm but sorry. He, it's like yeah, but but he's done a lot of good. But he's done a lot of good, and it's like you know, it's like I, I, I laugh at this thing, but it's like you can <laughs> stop yourself as this video, but you can also like just like ask yourself a second thought and say like, and how about you? Mm -hmm. If Guy Fieri was just sitting in his coach and then he was watching you right now and then just like learning everything everything about like all the little things you always want to hide some yeah. things like when you take acid and you just like seeing it's like it's all going to be a nice trip and actually it's like you just realize like the thing you always want to don't want to talk about just going to just like emerge and say like f is like it's just coming out and it's like yes i was don't want to think of this girlfriend this person or whatever happened in this particular times in my life but now it's coming out because you're going to get on the way and i know that and i'm trying to prepare myself if i decide to go on tv and i'm doing it most I want to be affordable. Do I want to be the next Anthony Bourdain? It's not that what I want to call. It's like you, no one can be Barack Obama or like being someone. It's just, you gotta be, you gotta be yourself. But I think it's like you're gonna get someone along the way who's gonna put in face the wrong or right questions yeah. to put you in, in front of your emotions, and you realize this person is gonna confront yourself. So you have to uh, accept yourself in the globality to be able to go on TV um, or like represent. Uh, person because you, you you give good you know it's like right now it's like yes i can say like on, uh, on my social media it's like uh fuck that shit you know it's like i hate that uh, that guys uh or like you know like make some like personal comments or like just uh try to just like using myself it's like do people really gonna like just like keep watching my post not really uh, i think they're looking it for uh food for pastry right and once happens you know it's like i put a post about like um my uh, resident statue in America and how it was hard to get a line of, of credit. And uh, yes, it's hard to be uh, uh, 
an immigrant and being like just improving yourself into this country, but it's worldwide. Worldwide means globalization and it's not just happen in your country, it's happen everywhere in the world. And um, you have the power to decide to play the victim all your life or you have the power to just like um, lift up yourself from your coach and just like say, I'm on a fight. I'm gonna do something beautiful. Same as you right now is doing a podcast. Just like something, you know, like who's gonna bring yourself um, joy and uh, some exchange, some learning, and then maybe teach someone something who can be like just helping himself uh, to just move on and go uh, go uh, on something uh, something fun. You know, it's a it's an exchange. It's I think he used that. Uh, we stay uh, on Anthony Bonner. It's like. Probably like people are gonna think it's like I really like like, like like him. I do really like him. I like him. I hate him. I love him. It's like it's a lot of. I think that's what he wants. Right? I think yeah, it's what that's, he wants. That's, yeah. that's what he wants. But he always says like you. It's a trading story. You know, you trade story. Mm-hmm. As like you will trade, you know, stock, and you're just gonna be like, uh, how much value is like this story? Give me a couple of stories. You know, I want to listen to you. I want to sit down and shut my mouth for like you know the next like uh, um, hours. But it's like sometimes it's like it's a testimony, and then you're gonna just say it's like, okay, there's these like stories, and it's like. You're gonna be in a state of mind. You've been like drinking some wine, and then you're gonna tell these stories. And then it's these stories is like late at night. You're gonna tell someone, and he's probably never gonna be like able to put it on TV, on camera, or somewhere. Else. But it's something like he's gonna really like just like say like this man is really funny. Yeah. And that time of the of the life, yes, it can happen. Don't feel guilty about like just like sometime um, sleep. That's what the world I was like looking sleep, and just like say it's like okay, I should not say that. I sh-. it's just like accept yourself hundred um, percent. It's, it's just more um, uh, what he, well, you do it a mistake, do, it's okay to do a mistake, but don't do it again. It's just like, uh, try to just move on and learn from it. You make some learning, you don't make some mistake, yeah. uh, but infuse yourself, educate yourself. Don't let yourself just like uh, in powers by something that's like just like being in place, um, by like motions, by by Terry or by just someone's gonna just like tell you like it is like that and it is what it is. It's like the best way to uh, engage uh, yourself into uh, a better step and then just say it's like I want to be like him. I want to do that. Or I don't like him. It's like it's just like uh, your philosophy of mind gotta be uh, your mindset gotta be. How am I gonna just like do the next chapters? Am I gonna just say it's like I'm doing the next chapters or am I gonna build it? Right now, it's like I don't have any chapters for what's coming next, yeah. but I'm on a thinking of like building these chapters. I have a community behind me, so I make the way of everything. When I decide to close, I still have, a, have, have to do uh, has to do it. Uh, it was a month ago, and then I put on a paper why closing it, why staying open, and you know, it's like doing a previsional. It's like with all my respect, it's like what are we gonna do? It's like gonna be July. We're gonna be open like uh, 25% capacity here uh, on orders at Pastry by Camille. Occupancy was uh, 80 people. So you take 25% and manage the employees because it's an open kitchen. So we're probably gonna get seven people inside. Plus you gotta get a meters or like a, we say in feet, you got six feet difference in between each tables and the patio. So you don't have much, you know, like to give. Yeah. You have jo- Joel Ferrolato. I just saw that yesterday in the Buffalo Rising who's sort of like just like uh, adding uh, this like uh, uh, positivity of like for business owners to uh, place it a patio uh, on their sidewall and their parking space, which I think it's a good idea. Is it an anxious? I don't think so, but it's, it's, it's what we need. It's stuff like that, like actions versus just like uh, what we've been already here, what we hear and what we're gonna hear. Um, but then your decision as a business owner is like what 
you really uh, see coming and then what I've seen coming is 25% occupancy, yes. Um, a rebound of, um, of, uh, of the coronavirus, yes. It's science, it's like no matter what you want to say and believe politically correct or not politically right, right. it's going to come back. So October, we have a second wave and we're going to be uh, uh, in issue with Thanksgiving and Christmas. And here we are back in January with a flop on our Thanksgiving sales, on our Christmas sales, and this kind of like uh, PTSD of like the virus yeah. of uh, economic. And, and, and that's why we got to grow as a community. It's like, how do we uh, want to uh, change ourselves? I think it's like, it's, uh, it's, it's very important to accept, accept the challenge and not refusing it. Accepting the challenge is easier than refusing it. Because you're not going to get anywhere if you just keep refusing. No, yeah, I accept it. I say, okay, it's like, uh, I can keep credit myself. I already bite on like a line of credit. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's like, it's like money of the show is like just going to be used for like just like payback and not like going anywhere. Uh, so it's just like going to be just like bringing back the balance almost to zero, but I'm on still like awesome money, not much, really not much. I'm, I'm not, I'm confident for the rest of my life. It's like, it's not something I'm going to be like, just like holding on my feet yeah. uh, like a rock and just like uh, want to die from it. No. Uh, you can always uh, masterize yourself to go back to some better step. But in right now, as a day of right now, yeah, over the sadness for many folks and in this like um, strong adversity I shown and then inspire like a bunch of people. I would say like students as an area for institute. I would say like the community of North Buffalo of um, all the South Town too and then even the suburbs. Some of them like really like place love into uh, what I've been doing, not just food. But um, in, in overall, it's like someone very like determined, good and bad, but determined. In the nightlife too, it's like I met a lot of people. Like um, uh, this, I met uh, every time I die the band. Yeah. I became really good friend with. Uh, oh, that's right. You were uh, backstage yeah. with them, right, for the Christmas show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, with Goose, yeah, and and, and I, I mean, like it was, it was a very like fun uh, experience. Like to uh, I, I don't get to go much to concerts, like right. especially in my life. And, um, Who invited you to that? Uh, Goose, uh, the drummers. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, and yeah. Was that your first Every Time I Die show? It was my first Every Time I Die show. How was it for you? It was, I mean, it was It was a wild show, right? It was. It was a wild yeah. show. I met them uh, uh, the week before, no, the Thursday before. Yeah. Um, the show was. I went on the show on the Saturday. Uh, the Thursday, I met them at the Pink. It was like, <laughs> it was almost midnight. And uh, I was Camille, so I was like, they knew me as like, um, at the pink, just like someone like very like ongoing chef fun. Right. And then, uh, you know, it's like, it, it's, um, it was like these guys who just talk about music and he said, like, oh, well, come to my concert on Saturdays. And I'm like, well, where do you play? It's like uh, Riverside. Um, and then, uh, uh, Riverworks, Riverworks, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then he's, he's like, um, like I, I put you on the list. I'm like, oh, who you are? Every time I die. And then from what I heard every time I die, my brother's always like, tell me like all like great things he went to London right. with actually a different public because I've seen the video of like every time I die in London it's like where people like just like smash themselves um, <laughs> and like like literally like, just like bloody nose and stuff it was more and I liked it that it was more relaxed right. but then I, I get this so he got me on the private viewing list and then I got to the entrance I get this with my wife and then um, and then show like uh, I'm on the list and um, he, uh, he, I text him and say, hey, listen, I have like some like uh, dessert sweet 
for for you and the band like I just brought for like just for thanks you know right. like, just like to be there. I'm really like just simple I just like I don't know how to, what to do I, I don't go to concert and it, I'm like everybody is like you got invited back some people have been waiting all years long yeah, I've been yeah, spending yeah. money for like going there and I'm kind of feel like a prick to just like <laughs> I I know okay of of them I like heavy metal but I I, I don't you know like know enough of this right. band to just say like fuck is they gonna hate me uh, like if I so it's like it's like I go there and then uh, they give me the the bracelet got upstairs to the private viewing and then uh, uh, Goose tell me like you're not gonna be able because I said like oh I'm, you're not gonna be able to see me it's like we're backstage I put you on the private viewing I'm like oh that's fine um, so I give 20 bucks to uh, a person and say like can you uh, <laughs> can you uh, um, reach them uh, to uh, the band they never got the suite so technically one girl's probably like hear me and just gonna laugh her ass and say like, I don't I'm not bad but probably like eat the suite with the personnel and say like fuck every time I die it's like I'm gonna eat the, the sweet they look really good they probably have nothing on it and it probably like make all his hurts because it's like it's for them yeah. uh, and then keep the 20 bucks so it's like um, I'm there he said like I'm not gonna be able to see him I'm like well listen it's like so I, I got a little bit drunk and I met uh, one of the delivery persons Dan from Tarantino Food Tarantino Food is the one delivering me the food daily right. and these guys is like he's a huge heavy metal guy He's like Camille, and I'm like, oh yeah. It's like, hey, Dan. It's like, and it's like, oh, you like heavy metal every time I die. I'm like, oh no, I'm just on the pre viewing, blah blah. So he's on the other side. I understand this guy is like just like a freaking fan of them, and he's here with his girlfriend and just really love it. So I get a little bit Camille Frenchy just ongoing with his French accent, right. and then brings them back to the pre viewing somehow. So they get with us, and then um, there is Ghostface Killer. Who's there? It's amazing because, like, for me, it's like the culture of New York City and the rap and, and everything, U Turn Clan, you know, and like all, all that good stuff. Who's like, right. really, like, just like bringing me back, like, from uh, some roots of like listening to some music. Were you, I, were you a big fan of Wu Tang growing up? Yes, yeah. and in, in New York City, it's like it's just like it's about sneakers and <laughs> and about you know like hip hop, you know, like yeah. from like, it's 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 like everybody has nice sneakers and everybody gonna <laughs> listening, you know, like. So, that's, so I'm I'm from Staten Island originally, where yeah. Wu Tang is from. So, um, yeah, big part of my culture. Um, I used to see Ghostface all the time at my gym growing up. Yeah. When I was like 16, 17, he would always come. Um, so, yeah, it was a, kind of a, you know, big deal. I, I bought tickets to that show for that Saturday night to see uh, Ghostface and Every Time I Die. So, you, you went? We didn't go. No, my, uh, my wife and I, we have two dogs. Yeah. Um, we j- did we? Yeah, we just got the second dog a couple months ago. He was sick. So you didn't and, say to uh, she was like, go. And I was like, I, I don't want to leave you at home with a sick dog. And I was like, don't worry about it. So, so we stayed together. That's good. That's yeah, very uh, yeah. honorable from you. It was like, just like more to just like stay. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've been to a few. She's been to a lot of Christmas shows because she grew up in Buffalo. So she used to go every year. Um, and I've been to probably three or four Christmas shows. So I was like, I, I just, I don't want to go. I don't want to leave, you know. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's, uh, but it's such a great like prince. Like, I mean, like these guys is <laughs> like, I mean, I didn't know it was kind of like a perk. Mm-hmm. I didn't know like a ghost fast killer was going to be here and going to be a prison for the opening of the concert. And, uh, and I decided to just like, after a couple, after a lot of beers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, oh, I met also, uh, Dallas is going down. <laughs> um, I met this like, um, I didn't know a clue about who was these guys. But then this guy was in the pre viewing and he was not upset, but just very interrogative, like, why I don't know him? Right. He said, like, where are you from, Canada? And I'm like, no, I'm black Canada. He's like, oh, I, I like you. And I was like, and um, he's, like, he's like, well, I'm, um, he's, like, he's like, you're going to understand who I am after us. And he's like, just take a selfie. So I took a selfie with him. And he's this guy, this emblematic like, guy who was on the, I don't know if you know, 
on TV, on camera, and he was a Beatles fan. It was like way back then. Oh, Mark and Miller. Mark Meadows. Oh, he's... Thank you. What a joke. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's such a... That's such an asshole thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, how do you not know who I am? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it was, it was, I mean, like, he was, a, he was, he was, he, he's definitely, like, trying to do a brand, branding. Right, right, right. Branding himself. I, th- like, I think that kind of died out pretty quick after that Christmas show. Yes, definitely. Yeah. No, I mean, like, it was just, it's probably, like, every year they're going to just, like, cut him back and just, like, who it's knows? kind of like this tradition. Who knows? Yeah. But it's, like, he got his website. He's on Twitter, finally. Oh, my God. Uh, not on Instagram. But he, um, he he's, a. I mean, he was, <laughs> I just took a picture. And it's, like, he's putting his finger up. And um, and then uh, I tell uh, I tell Gus I said listen I'm gonna get on the back and I'm gonna I'm gonna come say hi to you yeah and he's like no you're not gonna be able and I said like yes I'm gonna be able to go <laughs> he's like he's like I'm like French uh, impossible is not French and it's true I have a very strong high determination who's like pretty much is like always get me like in trouble but right it's like always also like get me somehow somewhere I want to go and um, I saw the doors uh, I I easily like examined like where was the doors. And the door was almost getting like after someone stopped by and get off, almost closed. So I got into it. I brought my wife, and then uh, we went through. We wait on the corners. It was like really tight, like James Bond. We wait and uh, totally. <laughs> we wait. Uh, we wait on the side uh, doors, uh, and then the doors uh, get open again. We almost get catch. No one sees us. It was all busy, getting through, and then finally we're just going down the stairs. We get into the kitchen point. So this is a kitchen. I tell Lex, I Lex. I'm like Lex. I'm in my shirt. I have my Jim Morrison shirt, um, where he's like on main stage and he's like on the ground. Uh, and then I have my uh, chef knife tattoo. <laughs> Very hipster of me. It's like I love it, but it's like it was yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. the day I got it. And uh, and then I got into the kitchen. I said like, listen, we're just gonna wear aprons. I saw aprons. And there's a picture that actually I can show you. Uh, yeah. Um, send, send that to me. I'll definitely. Um... Yeah. And then we uh, we have uh, so we say some aprons, I some uh, <laughs> some stuff, and I'm like put one. Uh, towel on your shoulders, put the apron, and then I figured out like they was having some water bottle in the kitchen, and then I said like grab a handful of it, and we're just gonna say like we bring that to the brand, and we just like uh, like there's like to just bring some water, and, and, and just figure out and improvising. So I get to the point is like this is a final door, we're just going through another door, and most of the people doesn't really ask me because they see me like just like they're like right, okay right, like, right. he's probably you know this, so I get theirs goes through it and then we uh, and nobody's questioning that there's no. a new French chef it's like oh yeah. they're not even like that in the middle of everything and the security at the doors we're opening the doors I have the aprons right. the waters and it's the almost the uh, end of the concert but it's he's like um, he's like oh what are you doing I'm like I'll just bring some water it's like they're like not even questioning it's like they just yeah. let me go through and then another person asking and I'm like I'm like well listen I'm almost finished my shift I just want to <laughs> get like the waters to those people Get the fuck out, probably. I like, just watched a concert for yeah. five minutes. I think it's like I earned that. It's like I've been back in the kitchen cooking for the whole crew. Oh it's like God. I just want to get done. And then I got theirs, and they just like say the thing when they leave and they gotta come back because the people like yeah, uh, yeah, ask yeah. them. And Goose, like, just like crossing, and I have this picture. <laughs> it was like he's crossing, like, just the, the, the back, and he see me with the apron and just realizing, like, very fast what's going on. He's all sweaty. And what's going on is like, it's like, it's like, fuck, it's like. And you're still dressed as a, you know, with an apron. Yeah, yeah, yeah with yeah. an apron and my wife on the back. Oh yeah, we are, of course, no, it's like we didn't take it off. And it's like, I have the waters. So I actually hand all the waters to the band, to uh, Mitch, to Kit, uh, Jordans, and, and just like giving them the waters. And uh, it's like taking a picture, it's like doing a nice, like big, like fingers, like on the pictures yeah. as a good Eddie Matella. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was like, like, it's like, 
you did it. It's like I'm like yeah. It's like uh, I, I I can I can do a uh, instanting and, and you know it's like it's uh, this like very simple relation. I, I very like um, highly protect and just like uh, entertain with these uh, drummers. Not much with the rest of the band, which I have seen them like later on. Right. Uh, really fun too. Uh, it was uh, for the Super Bowl. But uh, but uh, Goose, like I got a really great relation through uh, the text. We really like um, talk o o of our passions because he really like just see me like just like he came to the restaurant, eat some pastry. There was uh, recording the new album, so I give uh, right. a bunch of pastry for all the band. And the wife of Kit uh, told me how much she was appreciating my bakery and uh, coming with her friends uh, there. But later on for the Super Bowl, I was hanging at uh, Casey's place in Blackrock. Okay. My buddy uh, uh, I met over the years, who was an Uber driver, I really give him so like, a lot of pride for what he's done with his, and accomplishing with his wife. I hope he's gonna stay strong and then reopen, probably we, probably yes. Uh, he's, uh, he was doing a party, because he's from Kentucky. The winners, correct? That was the winners of the Super Bowl. He was, he was like, yeah, um, I honestly have no idea. Yeah, because like, like, <laughs> like the football is like, I'm not a huge like follower. Uh, yeah, I, I hate football. football so it's, but I was yeah. like party, so I was like, I was like, you know what, let's just go to this bar. So we get to the bar with a team, uh, to, to uh, my team of the restaurant, it's after the shift on a Sunday. We get there, I don't know anything about football, but the guy is like Kenny Powers, just like dressed like, <laughs> uh, like his bandana will do. It's like, just like all, like, I think it's Kentucky, yeah, it's like all the suit, uh, the, uh, like the, the, the the brand of the of the team right, right, right. everywhere in, in things and he's like already pretty much like drunk and it's really fun so I, I enjoy like just like staying there for half uh, of the times and there is a raffle and um, I got really hyped up uh, and then I bought like probably like twenty five dollars of ticket to just support uh, and then um, he finally does the raffle at half time and then the first numbers come up to be me yeah so I got the numbers and the raffle price is. Um, there's a bunch of like uh, jersey of like many things. And there is one jersey I kind of like the colors. It's a duck and it's a hockey, uh, hockey jersey. Uh, oh, it's like a, a man's, whatever, it's like it's, uh, it's signed. Everybody like judging me. <laughs> I don't know any of these things, I'm like that. And it's probably like the best things like in the room. Oh my God. And it's just like grabbing it. And I start wearing it and everybody's like, you should not wear it, you should put it in your bag, bring it home, putting it under like a frame. I don't care, I'm just like, right, right, right. I'm not materialist. So I'm like, just like wearing it directly. And I got a, a text from a goose and he's like, what the fuck, where are you right now? Uh, we're at the uh, rec room. Yeah, and room. Yeah, and uh, we're all with the bands, like, stop by, say hi. So I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'm like, North Buffalo is like, I'll jump in the Ubers. So I jump in the Ubers with my oversized jersey on a skinny French ass and uh, get, get to a rec room. And the Uber drivers um, gave me a bottle of water with uh, Molly, MDMA. Yeah. And uh, we got... <laughs> I got theirs, and then uh, I, I, I don't know how that happened, but it's like I got to rec rooms with a bottle of water. Jordan is totally like jumping like, uh, like craziness. Me too, and actually I get like called back by one of like uh, uh, the security guys and says like, hey, it's not because you know every time I die you can jump on the table. I'm like, oh no, I'm, I'm like that every day. I say something <laughs> like that. And then uh, I go down and Jordan grabs the waters and probably like drink like uh, a good third of it. And uh, I think Goose too, because they're just like hanging the waters and getting back to me and probably like drink some too. Um, but Jordan said like, I said like, hey, it's like, dude, it's like, this guy's like, just give me this water. I don't know what's going on, but I think there is money inside. He's like, oh, I never did money too. And he's like, just like going back, like dancing and go crazy. And one of the crew members of the bassist, uh, pretty quiet guys, uh, very good. Um, he's, 
he uh, was actually really good with the numbers and he made a bunch of money from what I heard like he was making 6500 with his wife uh, dollars on like uh, betting on the game so oh, he was wow. very like professional with like all like the bets and stuff right, right, right. and very well made about like knowing I kind of understand who was winning at the end we uh, end up uh, leaving with the uh, managers and goose we went to uh, the pink and we went to the pink and uh, just like hang out for the rest of the night but it was it was very like a good time uh, and I appreciate it. I think it's um, it's what they are looking for in this city. Not just me, a French like uh, random, you know, like um, uh, dude, just like hanging around. But it's like this city is like very like emblematic of like this like simplicity of mind. Sometimes I said because I feel like most of the people in uh, like who reside in Buffalo are very simple and uh, humble in somehow. Yeah, yeah, you will not get that anywhere around. And I think like. Every time I die, represent very well. Um, this like uh, this like uh, you know like community. It's it's very old. I think Keith is what 41 years old, but it's very old. But I think it's it's, uh, it's what we need. You know, like uh, as a city, is like just like uh, having like just like somehow it's like a band is probably like worldwide none. It's like yeah. it's, it, but like can hangs. But they still come back to their roots. And they hang like yeah, just they all take around. Pride in that, so. Yeah, from what I heard, it's like from uh, the owners of uh, who's awesome uh, of the pink. Uh, she uh, was telling me Kit really his old basement mm -hmm. and looked like the pink uh, inside his basement. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. He, she said like she known him like since like he was like age fifteen. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but you know it's like it's, it's like they all have a funny story. Uh, very beautiful numbers, you know, like fun, uh, regular guys, normal guys uh, about them. And then you're talking about people who's like really like just like uh, made themselves like a really uh, well known name. Right. I I I feel it's like there's couple personality maybe from Buffalo who did went through but like you say it's always like make sure like to stay uh, based in their mind and make sure it's like they uh, don't forget about their people in mm -hmm. Buffalo so whatever is happening to me in the next future is like uh, near futures it's it's probably definitely gonna be also like need to be like it's there is a huge impact will be made uh, by the uh, Buffalo community and um, and I think it's like I will want to make sure it's like they know as like uh, I will not forget that, and then make sure it's like I, I catch up on this community and catch yeah. up uh, of like uh, friends of places, and make sure like they understand it was not networking as much, but also it's like friendship and uh, and simplicity. Yeah. So you feel good? I I mean I feel good about about that. Do I feel good financially? It's it's scary right now, but it's yeah. like it's uh, you you can be stressed about it, or you can just say okay, it's like how am I gonna start it? It's right. like chapter one. Um, how, uh, where I gotta stop, and all of that is like you know, it's like it's gonna have to take place because you're still breathing and you woke up the morning, you're like you're still alive, so it's like you gotta do something about it. Yeah. You got the next 24 hours to just think about it. So it's um, it's it's right now, it's like it's uh, thinking about like closing the stores, making sure like everything is clean, selling the equipment, uh, getting this. I did a video for the student of the Niagara Falls Institute uh, to congratulate them on the uh, uh, graduations mm -hmm. on the on the one the graduate of 2020 and then uh, uh, introduce them in their new career in their new life professional life kind of just like uh, giving them motivations and passions which is really hard because at the same time i was closing and giving my announcements of closing so it's kind of like just like where is he going with it but uh, uh, you gotta give yourself 100 percent in your project and um, and then I feel it's like the next project will get me on. Uh, maybe we talk about teaching, but it's very wavy. 
I still haven't talked to them, proposed, asked, uh, made myself like send a resume. I haven't sent any resumes as a day of today, or like how's that gonna work? Uh, I, I, I think and then uh, picturing maybe like doing some teaching. Mm -hmm. I also like picturing uh, doing uh, uh, maybe like some uh, pastry for someone for a restaurant, but it's it's still like uh, something more uh, adapting to a schedules who can let me uh, uh, being uh, not just with the family, but like loving life and having this balance. We yeah. all talk about it's hard and it's, it's uh, so you'll spend a lot of time kind of finding you, that yeah, balance right I now. think yeah. you can feel like privileged by like having that. Right. Doing other projects. Yeah. Well, listen, man, I think that's as uh, good as time as any to call it. I mean, we're hour and 40 in. Yeah. So where can people find you? What's your Instagram, Facebook? Uh, Instagram, it's pastry by Camille. Uh, the name uh, Camille Locales and then Facebook Pastry by Camille the website going to be probably being down at some point I'm going to keep it for now yeah. uh, but pastrybycamille.com and then uh, uh, I have uh, I don't use TikTok I did one video and I failed <laughs> so I was like just remember it's like Pastry by Camille just like um, putting in your um, uh, phone and you will find like Instagram Facebook yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll link it on my Instagram and yeah. so everybody can see it but uh Thank you. Thanks for for the podcast. It was. Uh, I mean, yeah. Thank you for thank you for responding right away and you know agreeing to so. come on. And uh, I mean, I think I could speak on behalf of, of the city. It's, it's going to be a big loss. You know, we're going to miss you, but I think you're going to. I think you're going to have so many people that are going to follow you wherever you, you know, whatever you I do think next, so. wherever you go. It's, so it's going to be hard to uh, leave right away. Yeah. Like my, f I mean, like one plan for sure. Like people can know. Uh, I'm, I'm on. I'm leaving North Buffalo where I live right now like next week I will be like moving to the countryside uh, to just uh, having some uh, space like um, to for my dogs right and then a space for um, for just like a commute with something a little bit more silent yeah yeah more That'll simple nice. yeah somewhere close yeah 20 minutes away so okay. they just like travel times it's like you know when you've been to uh, yeah. from New York City or you yeah, say like yeah, yeah. Uh, Staten Island yeah yeah so it's like you I have a friend from Staten Island too but it's like you you just like, you know, it's like travel time, doesn't matter. Right, yeah. I mean, me coming from Staten Island to Buffalo is like you moving from Buffalo to the countryside, you know what I mean? Yeah. So Buffalo for me was the country. Now that we're kind of out in the suburbs, Correct. We, we want to move even further out into the country one day. Some, yeah, so. it's, uh, and then I feel it's, it's, it's what's coming out from like this, like globalizations or yeah. like this like virus, not virus pandemic, but it's, we feel it's like we want to be like uh, in quarantine, in quarantine, like yeah. more, yeah, and just like a, a remember like what we are and in our conditions and it's maybe good for for everybody to just I like think so yeah i think, I so. think so thank you man thank I you appreciate it Raging in the lake and stripped off the hook 